When we move, God moves. Today on Get the Hell Out of Your Life. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. Good to be with you today. Have you ever hit a slump? Maybe you are in a slump right now. You're not too motivated, and you know that... uh, You've got to get moving, but you don't know how to get moving. Maybe you heard some bad news and you start to sense your mortality. It happens to every person alive. The real question we need to ask is, how do I get out of a slump? A few weeks ago, I found myself in a slump. I had become aware of quite a few people that I really admire and respected had died and way too young. They still had things to share with the world. So I started thinking about the things that I do. Do they matter? Should I quit and spend the rest of my life traveling or playing golf? In other words, I was beginning to sit on a pity pot. And I was becoming aware of it, and I didn't really like it. I stood up and said, Ron, get your head in the game. It is a fact that all of us die, and we have a choice to make. We have to get busy living or get busy dying. And then after my pep talk to myself, I felt the urge to call one of my former guests just to say hi. And without either one of us aware of it, this week's episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life was created. After I saw what was happening with our conversation, I told Tommy, I'm going to turn the microphone on. And we had a pretty special conversation, a conversation that will bless you, encourage you and inspire you. My guest is Tommy Letson, a former high-profile drug dealer and a former convicted felon with a life sentence plus 25 years added. But God had a different plan for Tommy, and today he is a man in love with Jesus and works in a Christian rehab facility. And I called Tommy at a good time. Tommy, uh, I'm talking about a slump, and uh, you said my uh, phone call was uh, a, a blessing because you uh, are in a little slump. Yes, it, uh, it's been one of them days. Uh, uh, a very dear friend and mentor of mine, uh, Bob McLeod, our father's arms here in Jacksonville, Alabama, passed away. Truly a man of God, loved the Lord beyond uh more than anybody that I've ever known, trusted him fully and totally. He had a saying that he said that we don't walk in ahead of God. We don't walk behind God. We walk with him. When he moves, we move. When he stops, we stop. And that's the way that, that this ministry actually operates. Uh, we've got a big place over uh, here at Fort McClellan that, that was donated to us called Remington Hall. And we're in, in the process of opening it back up. And uh, Bob passed away preaching a, uh, a funeral on his way to do a graveside service of a dear friend of his, and he had an aneurysm. And he had a saying, he would say, uh, to live is Christ, to die is gain, even if you've got a bubble on your brain. Totally at peace going through what he was going through. And I'm laying here this morning, just in my bed, uh, under the Afghan, just, oh, I'm just a worthless piece of crap. I know I know me better than anybody knows me, and then I realize that there is hope after dope, and there is a transition. 
the, the pro, it's a process, not an event. When we think we've arrived, we just missed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm laying here all in my, in my poor pity potty, laying here. And then Mr. Myers, you call me and just uh, woke me up because I know who my father is. I know there is purpose. I know there is something that, that we all have to go through to get to. And, uh, man, God bless you. Thank you for being obedient and making that phone call this morning because it's, it's right on time. I mean, right on. It's amazing is how a phone call can reveal the personhood and the love of our Father. Wait, that you, through Jesus Christ, we can be saved amen. and we can be forgiven. No there, there is nothing that we can't be forgiven for unless it's, of course, you know, the blasphemy in the Holy Spirit. I'm really not sure what that is, and I really don't care, but I'm just going to make sure that I don't do that. Amen I'm to just that. trusting in him well, you know, and trusting in my friends. Amen. Tommy, like you, I have um, – well, thank you. Um, I've told people before that I have met that are um, atheists and don't believe in God. I'll say, well, let me ask you, have you ever got – a phone call at the right time or somebody <laughs> ran into you at the right time or something you were thinking about began to happen. Uh, I said, do you really think those were coincidences? I said, I personally don't believe in coincidences, whether people listening to this show, whether me making the call that God is so loving and so awesome that even if we don't call him our father at this time in life, he will do things to Try to make us aware that he is there. I remember, Tommy, after I really started walking with God and I started looking back over my life and some of the things that happened, I'm thinking that had to have been God. I should have never (laughs) got out of that mess. In fact, I should have been dead. I should have went to jail. I should have done this and that, but it didn't happen. And I look back and it was God. And it's kind of like this coincidence. There was no coincidence. Something told me to call you this morning. Yeah, I'm a little jealous though, laying there in the bed with a nice little afghan on. Uh, Well, I'm uh, going to tell you, you know, and I was dealing with a, uh, a guy the other day that claimed that he did not believe in God. I said, you don't believe in God. I said, by you just saying that you didn't believe in something, it must exist because you can't believe in it. So, uh, and the revelation of who he really is, Bob McLeod had that saying of, uh, you can't do right to be right. You are right because he's making you right. And the way he makes us right is through the things that we go through. The transition from light to darkness. Sometimes it's not easy. And sometimes it's just a revelation. But sometimes just a phone call just reveals the personhood of him and how much he actually loves us. You know, That's something that the world needs to know. Our mess can become a message for God if we allow him to mold us and shape us into the person he created us to be. Amen. Amen. You know, Tommy, I don't think uh, that until you really understand why you were born and what your purpose is, that you can really truly have that peace and the joy of happiness. And wow. um, only God can reveal why we were born. All these self-help books and, and motivational speakers. Now, they can make <laughs> us, you know, they can make us feel good for a day, for oh, a, yeah. a week, but they still don't feel that little void in our life, do they? No. They don't. They don't. I was born on November the 27th, 
which is Thanksgiving Day. And it was Thanksgiving Day when I was born. And my mom used to say that, uh, uh, bless her heart, before she passed, she said you was born on Thanksgiving Day for a reason. She said, but it only comes, it only, the 27th, I think it's ever seven years it comes back on the 27th. Again, it's different days. It's the last Thursday in the month, ever how that works. But uh, she used to tell me, she said, you're going to do something that, going to transform the way that you even think life's about. And I never could understand that. And the only way that I'm starting to get a glimpse of it is not trying to do anything. It's to let, not make. And when I let him lead, guide, and direct my life, it's not me making it, it's him making it. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to get a glimpse of letting, not make. Bob McLeod used to say that all the time. He'd say, Beloved, let not make. We don't have a gavel in our hands. We can't have a gavel. We have to love people. And most people that's going through addiction and, and, and different kinds of sins and stuff is because they just don't know their love. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that um, so many people are looking for. They're looking for love in all the wrong places. Oh, like that old song goes, yeah. You know, let me tell you something about that old song. It has a connection right here to the, to, the, to, to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Wanda Millette. I know Wanda. She wrote yeah. that song, looking for mm -hmm. love in all the wrong places. And that's what people will do. You're right. That will preach, won't it? It will. People think that. They look for love as a feel good. It, it, it's got to feel. Sometimes love hurts, oh. but you know what? It's still life in that love. The only true life is in love, and the process that you're going. As long as you can remember that you're loved, and and that there is a God that loves you enough to let to go with you through the mess that you're going through that you've made for your life. There is a light at the end of that tunnel, and that's Jesus Christ. I told you I love to run into uh, people that don't believe in God. And I had a conversation with one about two weeks ago, and I said, Can mm -hmm. I let, let me ask you something. Do you have a pet? Oh, yes, I have a pet. Little little Muffy. I don't know if that was the name. <laughs> little Muffy the cat. And I said, you love that cat, right? And uh, she said, oh, yes, I love that cat. And I said, you know, right now, pet ownership is up probably at the all-time highest ever. And I said, think on this, and then I'll leave you alone. Why do people like pets or love pets so much? That is an example of God's unconditional love. Because on, no, priest, buddy. <laughs> no matter what you do to that pet, that pet will always come back to you, curl up on your lap and lick your face and just love the hell out of you. And isn't, isn't that what our Heavenly Father does to us? Yes, absolutely. Pets are up. Uh, somebody else mentioned that to me a couple of weeks ago. It's people looking for something to love. So they're looking, they don't look at people because people have hurt them so much that they, they transfer that love into an animal or to a pet or something that's going to love them unconditionally. So our Father in Heaven, if they can ever get that revelation of that they are loved, then they can also love. But until you know that you're loved, you can't love. Tommy, that was very insightful. I never thought of about that with pets, that people, um, mm -hmm. they're looking for something to love and something yes. that will love them back. And yet the very thing that will give them everlasting, unconditional, non-judgmental love 
is the God of the universe, the very God that they resist, reject, and think uh, is a fairy tale. Doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) When we look at the world and the broken state that it's in right now, the turmoil and stuff that's going in the world, people say, how, if there is a God, how can this be happening? Yeah. It's a regressioning. You know, in order for a seed to produce, it has to be put in the ground and it has to die, literally die to bring life. So, you know, if, if you look at it with a perspective like to live as Christ, to die is gain, even if you've got a bubble on your brain, that seed is planted in order for life to come forth, it must die. And we have to die to self. Surrender. We have to surrender. When uh, the Germans surrendered to the United States, they lost the war. Well, when we surrendered to Christ, we win. In order to uh, live, we must die. Die to self. Once we die to that, then we are renewed daily, you know? Yeah. So, as you know, it's opposite of what society teaches you. And the way that Christ teaches us is so much smoother. Yeah, so much smoother. Um, What do we do when we're in a slump? What do we do? How do we get motivated? How do we get off of our pity pot? We trust in him. This phone call this morning, I'm laying here, my poor pitiful me, this, that, this going wrong. Bob's died, you know, my mama's dead, my daddy's dead. All these people have died. But, you know, when we die, that's the beginning, not the end. Amen. It's just a transition. And so how we get out of it, we look at the blessing at the end of this journey. How can God use me today? How can Maybe God I use can me just today? be a blessing to somebody and just say, hey, buddy, uh, are you okay today? I gave a guy some money the other day, and one of the people that was with me when I did it, he said, all he's going to do is buy liquor with it or buy drugs with it. And, you know, I said, I don't care what he does with it. The Lord gave me an unction to give this man money. What he does with it is to him. But I am being obedient to what I feel that the Lord is saying to me at this time. Yeah. You gave and him you know, some anointed money that had the power of God on it. He, he, probably, he probably got a shock when he got that money and said, oh, my God, what, what just happened to me? You know, like how when you were a kid and if you uh, rubbed your feet across the carpet and you touched something, you got this shock. And it shocked you. Yeah, it shocked you. <laughs> you gave him that I anointed. So yeah. static electricity. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, come on, Jesus. So he's walking over there and he's thinking about buying that alcohol and uh, something tells him. No, you know what? Maybe I better get that little bean burrito uh, instead. (laughs) And, you know, we laugh at that, but we can say a prayer and say, Lord, when he gets into that 7-Eleven, let him have a desire for that beanie weenie or that bean burrito. (laughs) And all of a sudden, the cashier says, what are you doing? You're not, it's not Miller time. No, it's beanie weenie time. And, uh, you know, it's not funny, but it is funny because, you know, you and I were only, and all the people listening, we're only one divine thought away from an incredible day. One divine thought away from that uh, solution to the problem in our life. That's it, you know, and, and he is the future. If we believe in him, we believe in the beginning and the end. And he is the blessing. And he's just walking us through this insane asylum earth to work things out of us to get us more like him. If we don't work it out of us, it stays in us. That guy that the guy that I gave that money to, 
he was sitting there and he didn't ask for that money. But I, you know, you can, he was homeless. You could tell he had all of his belongings with it. And when I handed it to him, he was like, what's this for? (laughs) And I said, I just want you to know that the Lord loves you and I love you. There is hope after dope. And, uh, here, and he looked at me and he took it. He said, for real? I said, absolutely. Wow. He said, well, what, what are you going to do? I said, whatever you want to do with it. Well, you know, and Tommy, going back to conversations with people that don't believe in God, uh, mm-hmm. I'll ask them, I said, well, will you ever, do you ever walk by a person that looks like they're down and out and you begin having compassion for them and there's something inside of you that you want to help them? And our, I said, or if you looked out your business window today and somebody fell in front of your place of business, hit their head and it was bleeding, you'd run out there and you'd want to give comfort. You wouldn't sit there and laugh at them and say, hey, what a dummy. You fall on, uh, you know, you fell on the sidewalk. <laughs> in front of me and they said well that's true i said where do you think that came from where do you think that feeling came from inside of you i believe that is god's moral conscience that he's placed inside each of us does that make any sense to you tommy it does it does you know in spite of ourselves we try to i'm so good uh look at me with my hair long and shaggy you know giving to the poor what gave you the desire to do that to begin with to make right. yourself look good? Absolutely not, because believe me, I could have used that money, <laughs> you know. But being just, a, if we are a little bit obedient to him and to his voice, he blesses us outside of our realm 100%. Amen. And we don't do it for the blessing. We do it because we love him and is expressing the love of the Father through us. And He, we are that conduit. Yeah. We can be that conduit. I tell you what, I'm, I want to send you a, a thing over here at Remington Hall. There was a war, World War II prisoner of war held here at Fort McClellan, Alabama. His name was Alvin Saban, and he painted a bunch of murals in a room. And uh, uh, Bob wrote a song, and it's called Stiff Army Niagara Falls. He said every big shot would turn out to be a little squirt, and you can <laughs> you can dam up the water, but you can damn well know that the, the uh, dam's going to leak. And uh, Sometimes we just leak out on people. Yeah. And it's not us really leaking out, but it's the spirit that's in us by little random acts for one another. That's just the sprinkling of that water, that, that loving water, that, that spirit that he puts in us. It's so good. I was at a, a fitness center and they had an mm-hmm. upstairs track and I was went early every morning to do my little mm-hmm. running and jogging, trying to stay healthy. Down below was the kitchen. And so mm-hmm. I'm not thinking of food. I'm not thinking about anything. And I got around to the back of the track. I was ready to run down there and get some bread. But something happened. I felt that quiet voice inside of me say that aroma as representative of God's love. If we are soaked in God's love, that we have an aroma of love around us and without saying a word, people will be drawn to us. And I think about that every time I smell bread, the bread of life (laughs) is Jesus Christ. And when we are soaked and absorbed in his promises, his love, then we have an aroma of Jesus that goes out and it goes back to St. Francis of Assisi, who said, preach the gospel everywhere. And when necessary, use words. That's right. Right. 
And you know the way that the way that we treat people, the way that we act around people, is a message in itself. Amen. You know, it, and it, it, it is, is the, the way that you treat your friends. When people see you treating somebody on the side of the street or something that that it seems like a, some people walk around the way that we treat our brother and our sister is not because we're so good, but it's because that he is so good in us. Yep. And uh, we can't get the glory for that. No, we he can't. Gets all the glory. And, and you know, he it's kind of like leaving church Sunday morning. You can bet <laughs> that somebody is going to pull out in front of you at that <laughs> stoplight. And you can go from praise you, Jesus, you are so awesome to where is that son of a gun? I'm going to find him. And, you know, I always said that if there was an extra thing I could add in my car. Now, this was my before Jesus days. It would be submachine guns. And then when you come up <laughs> to those people that pull off, uh, pull in front of you, you just ignite those submachine guns and blow them off the road. Of course, <laughs> that was my before Jesus days. But right after church, you see somebody go through that stoplight. You think of that stuff. And then you say, you know what? I'm not going to let negative influence ruin my day. You know, you know, that's, that is so true. And it's funny that you mentioned that because that happened to me a couple of Sundays ago when I was coming back and uh, somebody pulled that in front of me and I was like, that son of a gun. <laughs> and I heard this. <clears throat> and I said, Oh, <laughs> cause I know what that, <clears throat> I just left church talking about God and Jesus and blessing and loving and caring about his people and all this stuff. And here comes a guy that he didn't pull out in front of me on purpose. I'm sure he just didn't see me coming. And here I am ready to wring his neck or uh, uh, words supposed to come out of my mouth to tear him down instead of build him up. And I hear that. <clears throat> and mm. I said, uh-oh. That's it. Uh-oh. So then I started blessing him. Well. And when we, when we bless those, then guess what? It, we don't do it because we're going to get blessings from it. But we can do it because we love him, and that's what we're commanded to do. Bless is not person. Yes, and we're still growing to become more like Jesus. Let's imitate Jesus in the things we do and say, and you know what? Everything else falls into place. Well, Tommy, what an incredible morning. I call you to just say <laughs> hi and end up uh, uh, recording this for a, a show. So let me ask you, because uh, I was obedient, do you, do you feel better? I am I've got my shoes on. You've got your shoes on. You're ready for me I got, to, I got, to I hang up. So. around here and put my shoes on. I'm supposed to go get this day started, get this party started in the name of Jesus. Amen. So right now, listeners. Thank you, Ron, for being oh, obedient. The moral of today's show is this. Friends, reach out to somebody today with uh, a kind word. Maybe take them to lunch or go get a cup of coffee or call your mom, your dad, your brother, sister, someone that, you know, maybe you haven't talked to in a while and just share a little bit of love and just tell somebody today how much you love them because uh, God is so in love with you. And today is your day to begin that relationship with Jesus Christ simply by asking Jesus to come into your heart. Dear Jesus, Amen. come into my heart. Change my life. I commit my life to you. You know, I always tell people when you begin a commitment to God, a lot of people won't walk into church right away, but one of my first books that I recommend is the book of John. John is just such a love letter. Oh, yeah, the book of love. The yes. bo book of love. And I think when we understand this love thing, um, 
as you said earlier in the show, how much he loves us, then we have a desire to want to do things not out of uh, uh, trying to earn brownie points, but because we love because he first loved, first loved us. us. Sometimes mm-hmm. when we do a, a deed for somebody, that's be the only Jesus that that man sees all day long yep. or that woman sees all day long. And speaking of that, uh, Tommy, I'll be sending you a bill for my little therapy session this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Ron. I, I love really you, brother. Do, brother. God bless you. Take we'll talk easy. to you soon, okay? Okay, bye. We all need encouragement. Encouragement does one of two things. It either frees us from the trouble we fear or it gives us the strength and courage to meet the trouble when it comes. If you would like to receive a weekly text message of encouragement, simply text the word INSPIRE to 51660. That's INSPIRE to 51660. Our messages will encourage, inspire, and empower you on your journey through life. Life is tough. Be encouraged. I'm Ron Myers, and it's finished. My book, The Promoter. Well, my story is a wild story. I really wasn't a good person. Sex, drugs, and money was driving me. But something happened on the road to become a millionaire. I ran into God. As you read the book, God will speak to you, and your dreams will come alive, and hope will be restored. Check out my book, The Promoter, on my website, thepromoter.org, or Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and iTunes. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Welcome back, listeners. I'm Ron Myers, the host of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. I enjoy doing what I do because, friends, I want to speak life into you. I want to encourage you. I don't care what you are going through. Go call someone today. Go do a good deed. Just get out of the mindset of all is going to hell in a handbasket. It may be, but not without a fight, right? That's what we've got to understand, that God has positioned us for this time in life to become everything that he has created us to be. So we can never back down. We can never back up in a corner. We have to stand strong and remember all things are possible with God. He's counting on you. He's counting on me. He's counting on your neighbors your friends, everyone that will listen to the good news that he wants to get the hell out of everyone's life so they can live the life they were created to live and become the person he needs them to become because they, you, and I are all part of solving this chaos in this world called evil because we know the truth. The truth has set us free. So now let us share that truth in love with anyone that will listen. I love you. God loves you. And remember, this is your time to get the hell out of your life and live the life that God created you to live. I'll see you next week. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. 
And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope.